You're listening to Two Guys on Politics with former Congressman Bill Lipinski and former Chicago City Hall reporter Ray Hanania. Two Guys on Politics examines the perspective of Reagan Democrats. Enjoy the show. I'm Ray Hanania. I'm Bill Lipinski. And this is the first uh, episode of the second season of Two Guys on Politics. Um, talking about the big headlines, whatever the headlines are in the news, whatever the issues are locally, regionally and nationally or even internationally, we talk about them and offer listeners some insight, our thoughts, because I know that Bill agrees with me on this, that the public is smart enough to make their own mind up. They should be able to hear everything. Right. Good, bad, ugly and and decide on their own. It's the American way. It should be the American way, but recently I don't think it has been. I think think that people that have wanted to express opinions uh, that the media doesn't like, they've been silenced and bullied and demonized and because they're trying to get you to believe something that I don't think is right. So, but what's our top? How did you like the president's speech today, Ray? Well, I was just going to say our topic is the uh, one-year anniversary of the uh, January 6th uh, violent protests. I, I will say there were protesters that were violent. I thought the president did a good job, um, I, you know, of exploiting that event on January 6th. He, the speech was well-written, well-delivered. Um, I thought it was well thought out. Uh, everything that contrasted the way President Trump would deliver remarks and speeches, shooting from the hip, like he knew better than anybody. And I think that was his big flaw. But I don't agree with everything that Biden said, but I thought he did a great job sending the message out. What did you think? I thought it was a strong, powerful speech by the president. Uh, I was happy to see that, that he's in control of his faculties because he's going to need to be tough when he's dealing with the Russians and when he's dealing with the Chinese. The first half of his speech, I enjoyed very, very much. He spoke too long. And the second part of the speech, to me, was a speech that he may use if he and Trump run against each other for the presidency once again. Uh, I thought it was totally overboard. Not that I think Donald Trump is responsible for what happened on January 6th. But I think it's time to try to bring this country together as much as possible. And the second half of his speech certainly did not do that. And and there's a word that is used by people that I get upset at, and that is the word insurrection. I agree. I I went to the dictionary, and here's the definition of the word insurrection. An organized, armed, revolt against an established government. I didn't see any arms other than what they picked up along the way. Uh, I don't think that mob was organized at all. They definitely were not. So I don't see how you can call them an insurrection. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, 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 my problem with all this is that I think uh, Biden is weaponizing this for political purposes. I think very smartly, if I were you know, in his shoes, I would say this is the perfect uh, 
event to exploit, to suppress, you know, Trump, to divide the Republican Party and to ensure a reelection in in uh, three years. And, and I think that, uh, you know, that's smart. But I agree with you. I don't think it's good for the country uh, from a president, you know, as you pointed out many times, who ran on the premise of bringing everybody together. He said he wanted to bring us together. There were, what, uh, 80, 150 million votes cast. He got the majority for sure. Most in the history of this republic. Yeah, the most uh, the most votes ever cast. And so there's 70 plus million people out there that don't agree with him. And there's a wide gap between everybody. And I haven't seen anything being done to bring that those two sides together. No, and I think that is a crying shame. I think today would have been a perfect opportunity for him to talk about what happened on the 6th of January. Uh, he could be as hard as he wanted to be on that particular incident. But then he should have launched into a speech that would try to bring all Americans together. We need to be together because we are faced with a couple of very strong, evil international opponents in China and in Russia. And if we are going to stand up to those two adversaries, we're going to have to be united, Ray. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it helps the country to demonize the right or demonize the you know critics um, or demonize anybody who doesn't agree with them, because I think that's the problem we have today, that uh, there are some people who believe that they want to only give you the facts that justify their argument because they think you, the public, are too stupid to make up your own mind. I think we should, the media especially, should present all the facts, whether we like them, whether they're offensive, whether they're good. Um, I, you know, I mean, and then let the public decide what's right or wrong. Let, because I think we're smart enough to look and say, we might agree. The majority of Americans, if it were presented in that way, might agree that Trump may have not organized an insurrection, uh, and it wasn't an insurrection, uh, but he contributed to encouraging some parts of that protest to be violent. Uh, even though I'll tell you, I read his words too from his speech. And, you know, there was one part, and I'll see if I could find it, because it's so important. You know, they, they says, said that... He, he mentions be peaceful. Yes, he, his quote was, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them, because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know what everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Nowhere in that speech did I hear him say, let's take over government. I mean, listen, I don't have to agree with government. I can be very critical of government. The Constitution allows me to do that. And maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm right, but I have the right to do that. I saw him doing that right or wrong. I, I thought it was well within the boundaries of you know, his right to say what he believed. I don't believe he was he saying, a, go destroy right, the Congress. He has a right to say what he believes. And I agree with you. That's exactly what he did say. He did not advocate violence. But Ray, all his 
efforts from the time the election was held and Biden was declared the winner were to convince people right. the election was stolen from him. Right. Even though it went before 60 different courts, many of the judges were his appointees. Not one single court ever agreed with him. No Republican that was responsible for elections in their states agreed with him, but he continued to perpetuate. It was stolen from him. Now you get a group that big in Washington, D.C., and it, it turned into a mob. And I think right. that was the cause of it turning into a mob. And a mob, yeah, they rioted, they destroyed government property, they engaged in acts of violence, they obstructed an official proceedings, uh, they attacked uh, Capitol Hill uh, police officers. Yes, they did all of those things, uh, but it wasn't an insurrection. Uh, democracy wasn't overturned. Uh, I think all those people, you and I agree, any of them that broke the law should be prosecuted. Absolutely. But, you know, I hope that we can get to the end of this so we can try to start healing our country back together. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't see any difference between what Biden is doing with his followers um, and what Trump did with his followers. You're absolutely right about Trump. Um, he should have accepted the fact that he lost and thought about his future and the future of the country, you know, as being one, instead of thinking that somehow his words were going to change anything. I just think that, you know, he was a terrible president because he could never control his own personal feelings and stop himself from getting engaged in a petty fight with people. He could never rise up above that. He was always down in the mud all the time. But when I look at Biden, you know, every opportunity he has to rise up above the fray, he doesn't. He stays right down there. I'm not saying he's as bad as Trump is, you know, with his rhetoric. I think Biden is a seems like a very smart guy and he has a potential to do a lot of good. And it's early. It's only been one year. But calling it an insurrection, you know, using this weaponizing this whole thing for political partisan reasons, I think does as much damage to the country as Trump's childish, petty behavior did, you know, during and after the election. And that's a sad thing. We don't have, I don't think we have somebody who is, has a level head to say, here's what we need to do. Let's come together. Let's, you know, let's prosecute the violent people, but let's not cast dispersions on the rest of the people who may or may not believe that they didn't like the way the election ended up. And, and, and well, I'll I think many of those people, uh, you were saying that the, uh, uh, some governmental agency says there was a uh, hundred thousand people there. Yeah, Is that right? There was Newsweek magazine said that the, they have confidential information that, that uh, the FBI and the CIA estimate that there were maybe 120,000 protesters who were there protesting at the time. Now, yeah. I don't know whether I, I believe it because nobody actually calculated it. Well, I wonder if those were the people who would listen to Trump when he gave his speech or if that many people marched down to the Capitol. I, I watched the entire thing that happened at the Capitol, uh, the mob violence down there, but I can't believe there was anything like 100,000 people there. 
Well, listen, keep in mind that what you watched, we're subject to the news media coverage. Yes, absolutely. And the news media is never going to portray somebody that they don't like in a positive light. I mean, look what they did at his inauguration. I think they downplayed his numbers far more than what needed to be downplayed, just as Trump upplayed his numbers, too. They both did the same thing. Um, but I, but I will say, even if it wasn't 120,000 people, and again, that's according to this Newsweek uh, report of secret documents they said they got. Um, let's say it was 50,000. Let's say it was 30,000. Let's say it was even 20,000, which is what uh, some of the media were claiming: 20, 25,000 people, which is a lot of people. Only 800 have been charged with engaging in violence and 400 more are expected to be charged with engaging in violence. We're talking about less than 5% of the protesters who were actually involved in destroying property and being violent. So we focus just on them and ignore the 95% who are doing constitutionally what this country allows us to do. Free speech, they don't have to be right, but they can have their opinion. Uh, has anyone been convicted for insurrection? No, no. See, that's well, they, uh, this that's is the media term that the Democrats and the news media that leans towards the Democrats like to use. You know, I, I'd like to bring up remember when Bill Clinton was impeached and he wasn't found guilty? Right. Was there any single Democrat that spoke out against? Bill Clinton at that particular time? Not that I recall. It was very partisan, the same way it was partisan this time. But the media said, oh, sexual issues are a personal issue. And this was an exaggerated political attack against the good president who tried to do good stuff. It was the media that defined it like, oh, yeah, sexually harassing, having sex with Monica Lewinsky, you know, wasn't that important. Turns out, of course, he was the boss. She was an employee, an intern, and it wasn't the only case. There were many, many others. But that's besides the point. It was the way the media presented it. I think they do that in the opposite way with Trump. And I'm not saying Trump is a good guy. I don't think he was a great president. But it's the media that concerns me more and has always concerned me you know, about that. But when you say things like that, they'll say, Ray, you're a Trump supporter. Why? Because I think the media is playing a game. No, but they can't address the issue. They don't, the public doesn't want to address the issue. Well, when something like this comes up, I always record both Fox News Network and CNN. And I watch both of them. And you wouldn't believe they were talking about the same event <laughs> and then incredible and they both contend that they are news outlets right for the people, to keep the people informed right I, I don't listen i don't think they are and i think that uh, the 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 news media is fanning the flames but but i think th those are the two biggest issues about this protest one exaggerating it to call it a, and calling it an insurrection because that creates a whole definition of something completely different. Yep. I really don't believe that uh, Trump organized uh, this thing to take down the government. I think he felt that pressure on the government 
might force them. I, and I don't think he did it in a very smart way either. But I think he expected that maybe they wouldn't vote that day and they'd come back and vote, give him more time to make his arguments, make his contentions. Um, but I, I think that it just got out of hand. And I, there weren't enough police, I don't think, to handle the crowd. Because when you really look at it, it looked like they only had a handful of police. And yeah, it certainly looked that way. There was a lot of criticism of Pelosi for not uh, upgrading the security uh, around the Capitol when they got word that uh, a large group might be marching upon the, the Capitol. I think Trump had that rally because he loves rallies. Yes. It inflates his ego. So I think he was trying yes. to have one last rally to inflate his ego. And he didn't get out of hand, but the people who were there listening to him, they got out of hand. They became a mob. They marched to the Capitol. Uh, but he inspired them to do so. I don't, you know, may, may not have been intentional to cause them to cause violence, but he's the guy that he fed he the anger. It would not have happened. Yeah, he fueled the anger. Absolutely. But still, it was a small group of this protest. All these protesters had uh, permits. They all filed permits. The, the uh, Congress or whoever, the Capitol Police, knew exactly how many groups were going to be there, how many people were going to be there. I think they expected 30 to 35 or 40,000 people. Um, and Trump, yeah, I think he was reckless with his rhetoric. But that was his style for four years. Absolutely. And, and a, a, but a, it was a small group that crossed the line and they absolutely should be punished. W what also bothers me about this whole thing isn't just January 6th, but the fact that the media and some politicians only care about that five hours on January 6th, 2020, but don't care about the three months of just as violent protests. It, and some people could argue it was an insurrection against law and order after the killing of uh, George Floyd. And maybe it was just protesters gone wild. But how many of them were convicted? How many of them, you know, they damaged so much property. They hurt people. Um, they've created this atmosphere where the police are the bad guys and the criminals are the good guys. Gangbangers, we sympathize with them. I've never seen law and order turned upside down the way we have. And that well, bothers me. One of the problems with those uh, riots that occurred that you're referring to, almost no one was uh, arrested. So if you don't arrest anybody, you can't possibly convict them. That's right. the, the big glaring uh, differences between what happened in Washington on January 6th and the riots that occurred in a number of American cities. They were allowed to riot. They were allowed to loot. But what those riots and what happened on January the 6th in Washington shows us how far apart individuals yes. in this country are. Yes. That's the problem that we have to find somehow to overcome and become united again. So we once again are the United States of America. There are people out there who feel there's a hypocrisy uh, taking place and that's fueling this divide. Yes. And as much as, you know, again, it's not it's not about to me, it's not about Trump. I, I don't I could never vote for him. I voted for Biden, you uh -huh. know, in the last election, because I'm a believer that 
if somebody doesn't do a good job, even if I'm not sure about the other guy, it's better to go with uh, the other person and try something new. I did that. I didn't, I voted for Trump the first time because I believed we needed to see, he sounded like he might've made a, a good president. Turned out he didn't. There's many um, good things that he did. There's no question about that. Oh yeah. He had a lot of good policies, but um, I, I don't think I ever anticipated how the media was going to buy into like a war. I think they put on their military uniforms to cover the Trump administration. And I think what they're doing now is they're trying to silence any uh, anybody that questions what they're doing, because if you do, they call you a Trump supporter or they say you support the insurrectionists. No, I think we both made it clear that violence, anybody engages in violence should be punished. Absolutely. I don't care whether they're Republican or Democrats or whatever, but I don't feel that's the case. I don't believe that's what's happening. I thought the greatest quality that uh, Joe Biden had uh, because of his 40 years in Washington and working with Republicans was to bring people together. That was my hope for him. And I right. thought he had the ability to do so. But unfortunately, he has failed miserably in that uh, attempt. Uh, and today was another opportunity for him and he didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I agree that he, uh, half his speech was more of this is a great opportunity to enhance my politics as I move forward, rather than to say, let's bring the country together. Because in order to bring the country together, you have to at least respect some of the concerns on the other side. No question about it. And they're not ready to do that. Biden and, his, and Pelosi and his group are not w willing to do that. And, and people it, that are, you know, Trump couldn't have got that big a crowd there if these people really didn't feel alienated from their federal government. Right. They were, you know, what they did was wrong, those that did it, but what brought them all together in Washington on that date is they don't feel like their government has their best interest at heart any longer. All right. And of course, again, for listeners, this is our first episode of our second season. Um, and uh, I, I have to tell you, I enjoy uh, this discussion that I always have with you during your podcast, Bill, your experience in Chicago politics, in Illinois politics, and in Congress for so many more years. And I always keep asking, I think it was 22 years. That's the it's 30 years, right? 30 years. No, 22 years in Congress. Oh, correct. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 22 years in Congress, which is the magic number in Chicago, because I think Daly was in office 22 years. The younger Daly, wasn't he? Oh, he was in office longer than his father. Yes, his, longer than his father. Mayor Daly. Yeah, the real Mayor Daly. And, and also today, uh, being uh, January 6th, um, it's Christmas Eve for uh, the Orthodox, the uh, or Greek Orthodox, the Antiochian Orthodox uh, Christians, uh, and who are a large segment of the Arab Christians of the Middle East. They celebrate Christmas on Friday, January 7th. So I want to wish them a Merry Christmas. I want to, I want to wish all of them a Merry Christmas also. Uh, Christianity is the only hope that we have to save America and to save the world. And whether they're Orthodox or they believe in the Pope in Rome, they are the hope of the future. Yeah, and of course... 
it would be nice if all the Christian religions got came together, right? But yes. that's not that's not what's happened. Doesn't look like that's going to happen uh, in the near future. But all right, if it comes back. I believe it will happen. Yes. All right. I'm Ray Hanania. I'm Bill Lipinski. And this has been Two Guys on Politics, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Two Guys on Politics with former Congressman Bill Lipinski and former Chicago City Hall reporter Ray Hanania. The Two Guys on Politics podcast offers opinion commentary on issues in the news on local, regional, and national American politics from the perspective of Reagan Democrats. For more information on their podcast, visit SuburbanChicagoLand.com.